Hey there, Romers. Welcome to the Rome in Your Home podcast and YouTube channel, where we get to hear from full-time RVers, unpack their experiences, and learn actionable advice to help you roam in your home too. I'm your host, Jamie Williams. Thank you so much for being here. Buckle up, my friend. Let's get ready to go on an adventure together right now. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to episode number one. I am so excited that you're here. Starting this podcast has been so much fun and something that has been a dream of mine for a while now. And so the fact that this is really happening is just super exciting. The goal of this podcast is to give people a glimpse of RV life and hear from real full-time RVers that are living the dream. We pull back the curtain and ask all the questions and get all the answers of what we wish we knew before we started full-time RVing. So just a quick introduction, I'm Jamie from Rome in Your Home, and my husband Randy and I, along with our adorable Yellow Lab Cooper, have been full-time RVers since 2017. We knew nothing about RVing, but decided to go all in. We are both physical therapist assistants and decided to start taking travel therapy contracts across the country. Instead of packing and unpacking every 13 weeks, we decided to buy an RV to be able to have all the comforts of home with us all the time. This is when we fell in love with RVing and traveling, and we see no end in sight. RVing has become so popular, and there are so many people who are intrigued by this lifestyle, but have so many questions. So my goal is to share real-life conversations with you each week, so you can get all the answers you need to be able to roam in your home, too. Today, I'm honored to have Tammy from Two Benedicts on the show. I've been following Tammy and her husband, Donnie, for several years now. Tammy was one of my first Instagram friends, and I am so excited for y'all to get to know her and hear all about her and Donnie's travels and tips. So help me give a warm welcome to Tammy Benedict. Hi, Tammy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here. Excited for your new podcast, too. Oh, thank you so much. I am super excited to have you here. You are one of my first Instagram friends, and I have loved connecting with you and following all of your adventures and seeing your gorgeous RV and you sharing all of your awesome tips on your travels and decorating. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk today and also to have you share all of your exciting adventures and tips with our listeners. So as we get started, just wanted to ask you, you know, how long have you guys been on the road? We started RVing five years ago. It was, um, well, I guess it's almost six and June, it'll be six. Um, and we've been living in the RV full time for two and a half years. So in June, it'll be three years. That is awesome. Well, boy, that went quick. Yeah, it went, it got, time is going so fast. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it does not slow down. <laughs> I know it doesn't. It really doesn't. And who is in your RV with you? It's just me and Johnny. And then what made you guys decide to do this RV life? Um, we decided that, well, when we started RVing five years ago, our goal was that this was going to be just like our little vacation home on wheels, right? When he had a vacation from his retail job, which he didn't get very many vacations, but we used it as often as we could. And, um, we just loved it. And so we decided then that this was going to be what we did when we retired, we were going to, um, live in the RV and just see all the things that were on our bucket list that we wanted to see. And as with many people, when COVID happened, perspective changed and we had an opportunity to travel for the summer because Donnie um, 
lost his job and I was out of school for the summer. So we thought, you know what, this is a chance for us to RV for a little bit longer and just make sure we really like this. And um, so we did. And when we came home from that summer, we were like, this is what we want to do. 100%. This is what we want to do. We need to figure out how to retire as quickly as possible. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So we just started working a plan and we decided that I didn't have to retire, that Donnie's retail job was really what was standing in our way of being able to travel more now. And so, um, we decided that his job was the job we would sacrifice and he just works part time now, uh, at a local business that lets him work on my school schedule so we can travel on all my breaks. Oh, that is perfect. That really worked out awesome for you guys. Yeah, it has worked perfectly. Oh, that's so good. I know a lot of people started RVing during COVID and it really did allow people to learn like what you can do and, and, um, you know, kind of change your, your work environment, whether, you know, people were working remotely or, you know, just, um, I think a lot of people realize that RV life is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. Lots of mobility and, and lots of options too. It really is. Now, I want to talk to you about the RV that you have now, but the RV that you have now is not your first RV, right? No, this is our second RV. Okay, so tell us about your first one and then tell us about the current one that you have now. Okay, so we've we we actually shopped for an entire year before we bought <laughs> before we bought our first RV. We wanted to make sure we had one that we thought we could live in also. Um, but we wanted it to be smaller. We didn't want to be so big that we couldn't get in state parks and stuff. So we bought a Cougar. Uh, I can't remember the number, but it was a Keystone Cougar travel trailer. And we loved the floor plan. It was actually the exact same floor plan as the fifth wheel we now have. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we loved it so much. But when we decided we were going to go full time, we knew there were a few things we wanted that that travel trailer didn't have, which was a pantry a laundry closet and we wanted it to be a fifth wheel. Donnie wanted a fifth wheel if we were going to live in it full time because it's, they're taller. The height is so much better. It makes it feel bigger. And also it has, has bigger shower and bathroom. Right when we were getting ready to go full time, Keystone came out with this Cougar 316 RLI and it was the exact same floor plan as our travel trailer and had all the additional things we wanted. So we didn't even have to look. We knew that was what we wanted and we, we found one and bought it. Oh my gosh, that really worked out perfect because it is so hard to find the perfect RV. And so you guys really did like a test run of, you know, what, what was so close. They always say the 80-20 rule, right? Like you're going to find 80% of what you want and 20% of what you don't want. And that 20% of what you were looking for that you didn't have, you got. That is That worked out perfect. It did. It did. We were so excited when we saw the 316 RLI. We were like, this is it. <laughs> uh, now, do you guys find that it's easier to tow a fifth wheel than it is a travel trailer? So much easier. And nobody tells you that. <laughs> right. It is so much easier than a travel trailer. Yeah. There's a lot of sway that nobody like really realizes um, until you're until you're towing a travel trailer. And then that is pretty much gone with a fifth wheel. Yeah. And we just feel like the whole, the whole setup when you get to your campground is faster and easier too. I agree. Yeah, I agree. As you know, we went from a 40 foot fifth wheel to now a 20 foot travel trailer. And although it is so small and easy to you know get into everything, but 
it's so much easier to tow a fifth wheel. So yeah, definitely agree. I was just, yeah, curious if you guys found that too. So we kind of talked about the things that you love, but let's just review. So what are the, the three things that you love about your RV? The windows are number one for me. Yes. You have so many great windows. Yes. I love, it's like the whole thing from our door to the back of the RV is like almost all windows. So I love that. That's my number one. Um, number two is the laundry closet. I, I could not be full time in this RV without that washing machine. <laughs> yes. So jealous of that. Yes. I cannot wait to get our next RV for that. Yeah. And uh, probably number three would be my pantry. I love the pantry. Yeah, it is so hard right now. We we have a little teeny pantry, but I miss our big, big pantry. I don't know how people live without it. It's so nice to have all your, your stuff organized and a place for everything too. And so what do you think? Do you have anything that you don't like about this RV? I think if I were going to change anything about it, it would probably be the the furniture. But that's easily changeable. I could change that. Exactly. Really, everything that came in the RV that can't be changed, I'm happy with. But um, it would just be, it would probably just be the furniture, yeah. And RV furniture, we have found, is really not the best. I mean, it's, you know, it might look good, brand new, but it doesn't last long. It's not really comfortable. You know, even in our Jayco Pinnacle, you know, that's called like a luxury fifth wheel. And it was, you know, supposedly really nice um, furniture. And, and it was at the beginning, but it just broke down really easily. Yeah, nothing like residential. Do you guys ever think about doing some residential furniture in your fifth wheel? Oh, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're pushing year three with this and with this RV furniture. And like you said, it's been fine so far. We've made it work. And Donnie really loves that heated massaging recliner, but they are starting to show their use. And so it's going to have to be changed eventually. Yeah. I love though, how you really made it look so much more comfortable with what adding blankets and pillows and, you know, kind of like covering it. Right. Yeah. I slip covered the, uh, love seat. Ours is a love seat at the end. We have a love seat and then we have the dual recliner thing. Um, so the love seat one I was able to cover with just a king size coverlet from Target. And so I can wash it. We use it as the blanket when people, when the grand cuties sleep over. Yes. Yeah. So that's worked really well because, uh, it makes it softer and warmer. It does. It looks so comfortable. It really, and it looks so beautiful too. Like you really have a knack for your decorating. That's for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. We try. <laughs> When you were starting out, were you like me with, um, you know, checking Pinterest and, you know, like YouTube and all the things for all like the RV accessories? I'm still like, even after six years of doing this, I still, I love looking at Pinterest for ideas or shopping around Camping World and seeing all the, the cool like RV accessories and gadgets. Do you still love stuff like that? Oh, I love stuff like that. I love Pinterest. I know, me too. But you know what I discovered as we've been in this RV longer? I don't look at RVs so much for my inspiration as I look at other houses. Because I feel like if I'm looking at a house for inspiration and then translating it to this little tiny space, that makes it feel more cozy. That's where it feels more like a home than just an RV when you translate it that way. I love that. And yours definitely looks more like a home. So that is really good tip. And, you know, for people to look more at home ideas and instead of just RV ideas, that's a great one. Cause yeah, yours definitely doesn't look like an RV for sure. That's the goal. Just try to make it look like a house. 
Yes, and so comfortable. So I want to include in our show notes links of your favorite products. So what are three of your favorite like RV products? And it doesn't have to be for RV like you you said. It could be even, you know, just your must-haves that you definitely, if you were going to move to another RV, you would for sure, you know, take these with you. That we use for RV life or things that I use to decorate or either? Yep, either. I feel like the thing, one thing I love the most that we have in our RV is the mug holder I have at the coffee bar. It's mounted on the wall. I love that. And we, I mean, like stuff is there, the stuff I have hanging on, it stays there even when we travel. So I don't have to touch it on travel day. It stays there. And I, I feel like the rugs that we've put in here are so they they add coziness, but also they're useful because it helps insulate it in the winter and make it warmer. And then um, our camp chairs, which we bought at Camping World, we just got those this fall, and they are it has we have been through like three sets of camp chairs, if not more, <laughs> trying to find some that we thought were comfortable and also looked good, and we finally found some, and I love them. I need to check those out because we are still on the hunt after six years of finding something that we love. We still have not been able to find anything. So I definitely need to check out that. So yeah, I'll put the links of everything that you love in our show notes. That's so cool. And also I love your um, solar light. I love those solar lights too. Yeah. The solar light project. Um, they're actually on Instagram and I love their lights. We use those all the time all the time. Yeah, that's super helpful. I really, we don't have those and I could see that that would be, yeah, a good thing to have for sure. Mm -hmm. So transitioning away from your home and into the RV full time, what has been easier than you thought it would be? (laughs) Everything really. I, I never, never could you have told me just even six or seven years ago, that I could live in this tiny space with a third of the stuff I ever had and be happier than ever. I agree. And that is 100% been the biggest surprise for me. I mean, we still, Donnie and I still sometimes will sit here at night and go, I, we can't believe we're so comfortable in this little tiny space. And um, so that's been the biggest surprise for sure. I think that's the same exact for me. I remember we had our fifth wheel in like a storage unit that we could visit. We could open up the slides and stuff when we still had our home and we wanted to get our dog used to it. And even us like comfortable with it because this was so new to us. And I still remember thinking like, well, I ever feel like this is home. This is so little and this is, you know, it's just so different. And yeah, it totally feels like home and it's so comfortable and you realize how little you need to be happy. So true. So true. Yeah. We're still purging all the time. I mean, every year I find things to get rid of out of this RV. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so helpful too, because you, you know, space is a premium and you really can't have excess. And if you're not using it, there's really no reason to store it away. Like you would at a house and have closets and attics full of stuff. Like if you're not using it, get rid of it. Yeah. I agree. We're constantly doing that too. Exactly. Yeah. And so is there any been anything that's been a little bit, you know, more difficult than you thought it would be? I think the biggest um, difficulty for me, the challenge is just knowing that you're pulling your home and everything you own behind you when you're moving down the road. That 
is always, it just makes me anxious, so anxious. And I always get the worst, like just like in the last 30 minutes, right before we get to the next RV park, that's like the worst 30 minutes for me. That's when the anxiety is the highest. So I'll usually have like three apps open. I've got all stays open. I've got RV parky open. I've got Google map open. I'm looking at all the things. <laughs> I get really anxious at that, at that point. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It is a very um, anxious feeling to have like everything you own and you want everything to go smoothly. And, you know, you're really not ever sure, you know, no matter how much research you do on the RV park you're going to or whatever, you can do all the reviews, but you really just don't know until you pull in if it is what they say it's going to be and what is the plan B if this doesn't work out. And yeah, all the things It can get a little stressful, but most of the time it really works out. You, yes, it all, it always works out, but you don't know what you don't know. And that is just so anxiety inducing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I am one that wants, I'm a planner, so I want to know. And yeah, with RV life, I realized that uh, you have to make your plans in pencil. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 for sure. And where do you guys like to stay when you go? Like if you had a choice, you know, I, before we started RVing, like we honestly, we didn't even ever know the term or ever heard of the term boondocking. So we didn't even know what that was. Never knew of like harvest hosts or boondockers welcome or anything. We thought you buy an RV and then you have to stay in RV parks. And, you know, and that was just what you did. We didn't even know like state parks had anything like that. So it's been so cool to find like there's so many places to stay. And I'm sure you guys have found the same thing. If you had your preference, where would you love to stay the most? Well, when we first started, our preference was Corps of Engineer Parks. We loved them. We, But, of course, when we first started, we were staying in places short-term because we were just vacationing. Um, and so we could stay there because most, most Corps of Engineer Parks don't have full hookups. You're just getting electric and water. So we could stay there and be fine. But when we went full-time, that didn't always work for us. So we started staying in state parks a lot and love those. They're gorgeous. And in fact, we were thinking about this the other day. We visited, not necessarily with the RV, but the majority with the RV, we visited at close to 70 state parks. Wow. Yeah. In this RV. So it's, we've been to a lot, but this past year, 2023, we started staying at some RV resorts, which we had never done before. And I got to tell you, hundred percent see the draw. They are awesome. Love those amenities. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the amenities. <laughs> that is true. It really, you can't beat having all the amenities at, you know, some art, really nice RV parks and especially RV resorts. You get what you pay for. That's for sure though. <laughs> true, true, true. I, I like a mix of both. I want, I want some of all of it. I agree. I do love my privacy and being out in the middle of nowhere we boondocked for the first time in 2022 and it was like so magical being, you know, the the base of a mountain and nobody around and you, it wasn't scary. It was super safe and, and we still had everything we needed. There's nothing like that, but it was really nice to pull back into an RV park and have, you know, all the amenities and things that we needed and a store close by and all that. So yeah, I, I love the mix of it. You really do appreciate everything when you do, you know, a little bit of all of it. You do, you do. And even Harvest Hosts, I didn't even mention that, but we love Harvest Hosts too. Yes. We're not set up to boondock long term, 
but we, we can do it one night at a time. And so we love a harvest toast on a travel day and they're fun. There's, there's so many great locations. We actually got to stay at a Christmas tree farm in November. Oh, how fun. So amazing. It was beautiful. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. There's so many great locations and I do love to support the small businesses that allow the RVers to stay. That is such a cool thing. We love our Harvest Host and Boondockers welcome. That's so cool. And you guys have been to so many places. I love when you share all of your travels and all of your great tips of, you know, what um, people can really benefit from when they visit the places that you go. I love all those ideas and tips that you give. If you, this is such a hard question and it, I don't even know what I would answer if somebody asked me, but if you can think about it, what would be the top five locations that you guys have been to? That is always so hard. <laughs> I know. I know. We loved Utah and we actually visited Utah before we were full time. It was one of our vacation trips. So it was a really short, it was like 10 days, but we actually visited all five national parks in Utah and the diversity in that state is incredible. There's so many different landscapes that you see as you travel around Utah. So it's, a, we loved it. We loved Montana. I mean, Glacier National Park was a bucket list for me. And Montana in general was a bucket list for Donnie. Um, we loved Wyoming. Wyoming's just like one big scenic drive everywhere you go. And then um, last summer, we spent the summer in the Outer Banks, and we loved that, too. It, the Outer Banks is beautiful, and it's a perfect place to RV. If you want to RV at the beach, that's the place. That's awesome. Those are all places we have not been to. In fact, um, our next trip, we hope to do Utah and all the Mighty Five National Parks, for sure. And then Glacier is, like, number one on my bucket list, and then that we want to move yeah, to the glacier next. And that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys got to do all that. The, yeah, we, we just try to check off as much bucket list stuff as we can. <laughs> that's the best part about RVing is yes, you can just have your home with you sleep in your own bed, be on vacation and check those items off of your bucket list. That's the best part for me. Exactly. Me too. Do you do anything in particular to stay safe on the road? I know, you know, before we start RVing, you know, and a lot of people who ask us questions, they're always worried about safety. You know, is there anything in particular that you guys do to just make sure you're, you're staying safe? Well, the number one thing we do is we trust our gut. If we went somewhere and we, we didn't feel like it was safe, we wouldn't stay there. But we've really never, I can't think of a single time in the three years or the five years that we've been RVing, I can't think of a single time when we really didn't feel safe. I mean, there was probably some places that we we might have pulled in and said, mm, no, we're going to go on down the street. Uh, but we never parked anywhere where we felt unsafe. No. That's awesome. And that honestly is the same for us. We, we thought there'd be a lot of times where we were, you know, a little bit nervous or maybe some things were questionable. But honestly, it really isn't. And that's the biggest thing with boondocking, too. I was worried if I would be able to do it. You know, I thought it would be scary. and and I think um, there was not one scary time at all. It was so much better than I thought. And and I think that's, you know, just RVing in general is there's so many people who, you know, when you don't do it, you, like you said, you don't know what you don't know. So you're just assuming that, oh, that seems scary. And there's, you know, I hear all these different stories, but, you know, honestly, you could say that to anything and then you would just be stuck in your house all day and never do anything. So 
it's, we have not been, you know, anywhere where we're, you know, nervous or scared about anything and we've never had any bad experiences. So I'm so glad to know that that is the same for you as well. Yeah, it is. So I don't know if you've heard this before you start RVing, but we always did doing our YouTube research and all that. But everybody always said it's not if something happens to your RV, it's when and you have to be prepared for that. And we quickly found out that that is true. How about with you guys? Have you had any issues with your RV? We have had issues. Most of the issues are little bitty DIY fix-it issues. Um, We did have one week, like that first year that we had the fifth wheel, we had one week where we had to put it in for some warranty work and we had to stay with family while it was being fixed. But they, we waited until uh, the end of the warranty time and we had them do all the little things in that one week. So we were only, we were without it one time instead of multiple times. But that was really it. We haven't had to be without it. And most of the issues have been, yeah, just things Donnie's, Donnie's fixed around here on our own. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. And he is not like, we're still learning on the RV maintenance thing. Like we definitely are not, we are not your RV maintenance experts over here. (laughs) Right. We're learning every day. And that's us too. Like we, we love YouTube and we love researching like what other people do to fix it. And I feel like it's always a little bit nerve wracking when there's something that you don't know and it's your first time, you know, repairing or doing anything. And it's like, gosh, is this going to be a big deal? Are we going to screw something up? And, but I think if you just realize that it's going to be okay, just take your time and, you know, do a little research and, you know, what's the worst thing, then you got to just pay somebody else to, you know, fix it. But we have saved a ton of money doing things ourselves. Same, same. And you're right. Most of it is just, it is a little simple fix. If you watch a video or check with some friends, you can figure it out. So have you ever had any um, tire blowouts or anything like that? We have had lots of tire blowouts. Well, we have one blowout, but we've had lots of flat tires that we had to change. Um, luckily only one blowout before we got our tire pressure monitoring system. And so, um, it lets us know when one's going flat so we can usually stop and pull over before it blows. But, um, we've had to change lots of tires on the side of the road. It's yeah, it's anything from the tire to the tire valve. And yeah, we had one day actually on our way to Wyoming where we had to change two tires that day. And then when we got to the RV park, a third one was losing air. Oh my gosh. I know it was crazy. Yeah, I definitely, I'm so glad you mentioned the tire pressure monitoring system. That is one thing that we highly recommend. Like we would not want anyone to RV without it. It has saved us so many times. And we've heard horror stories of things happening that of people that didn't have, you know, the warning. So yeah, that's something that we always make sure that, Yeah, before we go, we check the pressure, but also make sure that that tire pressure monitoring system is charged and working and reading right before we head out. Just better safe than sorry. 100% agree. Donnie would not. That was the first thing when we decided to go full time that he said we're buying we're buying a TPMS first thing. Yes, absolutely. So you guys seem to get along so well, just like Randy and I. But are there any like tips that you have for getting along and living in a small space? Has that been you know, something that you guys have, you know, found that, okay, we need, need extra space or we need to take a walk or anything like that. 
I, I think it's just what you said. You have to know what each other's like kind of your non-negotiables are or like what you really need when you need that time to yourself. Like I'm a, I like to get up on Saturday mornings and sit in here in the quiet and not talk to anybody <laughs> for like our 30 minutes for an hour. I just like to be quiet and drink my coffee and read my devotional and stare out the window. And Donnie likes to sleep in a little bit on Saturday. So that's worked really well for us. I'll sit in here and have my quiet time and he gets to snooze a little longer and then, um, you know, we have, we actually ended up buying a second little TV that we can put outside or put inside because Donnie really likes to watch football. Um, I do not necessarily like to watch football. That helps too. That helps a lot. That is so good. Cause yeah, that's exactly like us where, you know, right now we're in this little teeny travel trailer with one TV and we don't have a second TV and our big fifth. Well, we had three TVs, so it was so different. And uh, yeah, that would be nice to have just another TV where he could watch football and I could watch something else. But that is nice. And I think it's true. Like I was talking to somebody on another podcast interview yesterday where they said, you know, whatever you're dealing with at home, you're also going to be dealing with on the road. So you really can't, you know, run away from your problems and traveling like if you're not getting along at home, you're not going to get along in the RV. That's It's not going to fix it. That's for sure. So, but if you start with, you know, having a good relationship, it's still going to be a good relationship. It's probably going to even be better. Yeah, I agree. And that's 100% true. Whatever your relationship was before, it's going to just be the same. It's going to be the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. People who walk into our small RV, especially that are not used to RVing. Um, and they're like, how do you guys do this? And it's like, this is easy. Like we get along great. Like there's never been an issue where I, you know, haven't said, and, I, and we even talk about it. Like if you need space, like just let me know and, you know, I'll go for a ride or you go for a ride or I'll go for a walk or, you know, vice versa. But um, we've never had that. Like we know that that's an option if we need it, but we're, yeah, we're doing good. So I think it's just um, how your relationship starts out before you start RVing for sure. Yeah. And so I think one of the biggest questions that we get asked, well, there's two big ones. I'm going to ask you both of them. But one of the biggest ones is how do we get our mail? So I'll ask you, how do you guys get your mail? Well, we get actually get our mail at the same address. When we started um, living full time in the RV, we sold our home to our son. So it was just easy for us to keep our address what it was. And, and that is actually a legal option. You can do that. You just have to make sure no one's thinking that that is your home address, that it's just your mailing address. Um, and so that's what we've been doing. And then of course we, we made, um, ourselves as much paperless as we could. So there's very limited mail that goes to them. That's usually where we'll send packages. We send packages to all our kids, depending on whoever we're closest to. That's who's going to get the package. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Have you guys ever done like an Amazon delivery at RV parks? We actually have. Last summer when we were in the Outer Banks, um, we had several packages delivered there and it was no problems at all. But I did, I will tell you this, we're camping at that park. There were a lot of people that would have packages delivered and the package wouldn't get there until after they had left. So then that always created a problem there at the park. So I... Be sure you know when you're leaving and the package is going to get there before you leave. <laughs> that is so true. That's the biggest thing. When we were at the RV park in um, Florida, there was like, some things that we needed that, you know, I wasn't exactly sure if it was going to make it. So 
I knew we were going to Ohio next. And it's like, let's just go ahead and send it to Ohio now and let it wait, you know, wait there for us because yeah, what do you do in that case? I mean, I'm sure there nobody's gonna wanna ship it to you or whatever. So yeah, that's a big hassle. So yeah, that's smart advice to make sure that you can get it before you are leaving. And so you just kept your Arkansas domicile state. Yeah, we're st- I'm still working here. I'm still teaching for a few more years at least. And so, yeah, every we're still here. But we are researching the whole domicile information so that when I do retire, we can decide what's the best um, route for us. Yeah, there's so many different opinions about it. You know, you look at state taxes and, you know, different things like that. It really is, you know, pretty interesting that, you know, a full-time RVer that, you know, lives in their RV can actually choose whichever domicile state they want. And it could be the legal address. If you, you know, you actually buy a, an address, um, we, we've done that several times where you purchase an, an address and that's on your driver's license and everything. It's really quite interesting. There's a lot of information out there. And there's really a lot of like mail forwarding, like RV mail forwarding. Um, we have one right now. We do have family members that get our mail as well, but we do also just for like a business website address, we use a, um, it's called iPostal, yeah, mailing address that we use. And, and it's really neat. They just, you know, it's an app. And when we get mail, they, you know, we get a notification. You could look at it. You can have them either forward it to wherever you are or open it and, and look at it. There's so many different services. It's there's a lot to offer for RVers for sure. That is awesome. Yeah. Then the biggest question that we get, and I'll ask you the same, is how do you make money on the road? Well, for us right now, we're still both working. I'm teaching, so I still have my um, my salary from that. And Donnie works uh, at a local business while I'm teaching. Um, and then, uh, so that's the, our main source of income right now is that. And uh we did last summer work camp for the first time. Loved that. So that was for a pay. That was for a salary as well. And that's our main sources of income right now. Um, once I retire, then we'll probably do more work camping, and um, to supplement um our retirement. I love that you can still work and then travel on the, during the you know your summer break or Christmas break or you know different school breaks that you have, and that Donnie's work is you know so good with your work schedule too. I love that. And I also love that you guys did the work camping over the summer because that's something that we've never done. And, and there's also all those things of, you know, again, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And it's like, there's so many, like, is that true? Does it really work? And, you know, and you just, you never know. And you guys probably didn't know either until you tried and you found it was a really good experience, right? Yeah, we loved it. We loved it. Uh, 100% there's challenges. There's always challenges with anything, but uh, we looked at it favorably at the end of the summer. We were so glad we did it. We loved where we were. We lo- we really loved being in one spot for the whole summer and getting to really, really explore that area and know ev- and see. We felt like we saw everything and did everything there was to do um, in the Outer Banks. So that was awesome. And you meet so many people when you're work camping, too. Were there other work campers there when you were there? There sure were. There were, oh gosh, I over 20 at that, at that. And this was a big RV resort in the Outer Banks. Um, it was a KOA resort. And so, yeah, there was over 20 work campers. Wow. And now did you and Donnie both work or was it just Donnie or? No, we both worked. I worked in the front desk. 
doing check-in, check-out, and working in the store. And he worked driving around a golf cart, delivering firewood and ice, and escorting people to their sites and and that kind of thing. That does sound like fun. I love that. And I love that you got to do it with other people. There's a lot of times where the reason why I asked is we'll go to um, different, you know, check in different parks and they'll say that they're doing, you know, the work camping, but they might be the only ones, you know, the only couple there might be just like a little park, but I love that. And I do love that you shared so many of your, you know, adventures in the Outer Banks, because that's, you know, like I said, we've never been there and we definitely want to now that we've seen how beautiful it is with all the posts that you shared. Yes, yes, it is a great spot to visit. I'm actually in the process, too, of creating a travel guide for the Outer Banks, too. Hopefully it will be done um, in February or March. I love your St. Augustine travel guide. And let's talk about that right now. Where can our listeners find your travel guides and more, you know, just to follow you, um, more of your adventures on Instagram. Yeah, we post all of our adventures on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Two Benedicts. Um, our website is under construction right now, should be open and, and ready within this month of the month of February. And um, it'll be linked in our bio on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, the travel guides are also linked in our bios on Instagram and Facebook as well. And when you purchase any of those items or get the freebies, um, you can, you automatically enter your email and you'll get our newsletter. I love that. That's perfect. That is so good. You share so many great tips and our listeners will get such valuable information. I love all your pictures and your posts and love connecting with you the past few years and um, just seeing all the great things that you guys are doing. I'm excited to see your new website coming out and yeah and getting all the information for your new travel guide with the outer banks that's awesome i'm going to be sharing all of the links and the show notes that will be on our website with all the um all that the people can find um for you and also the links of your you know favorite items too i want to put that in there you have so many great ideas can't wait to share it with everyone awesome that sounds great Well, this was such a fun conversation, Tammy. I've been looking forward to it. This was a blast. You gave so much helpful information to me and to our listeners. And I look forward to keeping in touch with you and continuing to watch your adventures. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope to see you on the road. Same, Jamie. I'm looking forward to that day. Wasn't that conversation so much fun? Tammy is the sweetest, and I hope you all go right now to follow her and Donnie on Instagram and Facebook at Two Benedicts. That's the number two, B-E-N-E-D-I-C-T-S. Sign up for her newsletter so you can keep updated on all of their travel tips and great information. You'll find all the links for everything we discussed in our show notes and also on our website at romanyourhome.com slash two benedicts. Come back each week because I have so many amazing interviews coming up. Over the next couple months, you'll hear my conversations with Patty and Shane from Gills on Wheels, Desiree from RV Cruising, Teresa and Brian from R Villa Adventures, Kirsten and Clarence from Move with Mac, Janelle from Winds RV Club, Sarah and Jeff from Wake Up and Wander, and Chris and Gary from Big Dog RV. You won't want to miss these fun conversations 
filled with so many awesome tips and travel information. I learned so much and I know you will too. We have a bunch more on our lineup to interview soon. So come back each week. Thanks so much for listening and I hope to see you on the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rome in Your Home podcast and YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would subscribe to our show and consider giving us a five-star review. It's free and would mean the world to us and help us grow. If you know anyone who would also enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Rome in Your Home. Come back next week for another fun adventure, but until then, stay safe and we hope to see you on the road.